Yo. Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitions. New narrative. This the community coalition. Jumel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. Hey. We been letting it slide for too long. He on not no more slipping. Unity in the communities. That's how we rise up. Empowerment itself. Knowledge as well. Let's rise up. No more fighting as individuals. We municipal. Change the forecast. This the podcast to listen to. You got a vision. We got a vision. Let's make it visible. Say we got to fight for our rights. Well, then enlist me. All bite, no bark. Real talk. 360. Hello, hello, hello. I know this look kind of different in here. What's happening? I got a crew in here. You might not know them. You know one of them. You might not know the other one. <laughs> to my left. Darling to finest. Hey. Huh? <laughs> not the police, man. That's, 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 I couldn't talk about that's the police. The crown. No. To the no, man, Roger Mack. <laughs> Mr. Make It Happen. Hey. Tell me your name again. Mr. Make It Happen. Can you believe we got him on the show? It's his birthday. Shut it. Even hang in on his birthday. That's all I got to say. You might. It's his birthday. <laughs> and sitting in front of me. Hey, he from Bishopville, Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Don't give Bishopville that credit. That water didn't groom me. <laughs> sitting in front of me. Tell the people your name, man. Hey, I am Chris McCray, one and only. Today we were supposed to talk about um, Martin Luther King, but um, you know, with the weather, things happening, people couldn't make it. But we were still in here, and I, I wanted to be consistent. I didn't want to go off no, so we we just sitting here, man. We we talking about whatever anybody want to talk about. Can we still like like? Because I I think it like we'd be remiss not to say something about MLK. He was he was so instrumental in in where we are today. Even sitting here, like like. Yeah, but we was gonna do it next week. But if I, I said that, means we gotta I come got back you. and do I it. I got you. I got you. Know you. what I mean? And they might, they might get mad. Yeah, but they say you didn't do it with him. You ain't do it with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what's been going on with you, man? Oh. Tell me what's been going on with you. Uh, that's always interesting, man. Just still out in the um, community, local area. I love the people. I love people who look like me. I love everybody, but I feel. A special connection to folks who look like me. I feel like I have a social responsibility to, um, I don't know, set a pattern for for the next generation. That's 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 a lot, but I'm still connected, working. Whether it's education, <laughs> politics, uh, business, really trying to to learn, grow, and develop. Still in school, still a family man. Got it all going on. You got a you got a heavy schedule. I, I, I didn't know you were still in school. I am, man. Two, year number two, PhD. We're, we're ready to walk across that stage in a little bit, um, put that dissertation together. But we're working. We're working, bro. He said dissertation. <laughs> you know, a couple to a couple years, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. 
Until I signed up, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but so we all learn it. Because when they start talking about PhDs, they talk about start talking about dissertations and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I had to go. Yeah. That's why I like Google so much. It made me look smart. All day. Okay. Roger Mack, Mr. Make It Happen. What's up? What's up? What's happening? <laughs> go ahead and talk man. to the people. What's up, people? I don't know what to talk about. Yes, but sure. I but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna figure something out. That's though. all. Yo, tell them about the community. Tell them about the community work that you do. Well, <clears throat> I'm not gonna say I do a whole lot of community work. It's just that I know what work need to be done in the community. Mm. Say that again. You know. So, um, you want to talk about Dalton? You want to talk about Florence? I mean, no, not yet. I'm just talking <laughs> about the stuff that you do, like you did with the kids at Christmas. Oh, well, you know, um, we went to two elementary schools, which was Kane, um. In Brockington, and um, with that being said, you know, Christmas time, a lot of kids don't have things that they need. Yeah. So, um, I think it it was put on me to say, you know, let me just go out here and spread some of this joy, spread some of this little bit of extra that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. And um, put on me. So I just <clears throat> took it upon myself to um. Contact a few people um, at Kane and um, at Brockington. Um, I went to Kane, and um, your son went to Brockington, and um, we just gave out a good bit of gifts. Uh, took a little bit of pictures, and um, the kids were happy. We kind of got them away from being on the telephones and stuff yeah. like that, um, electronics and stuff. We kind of gave them board games, stuff. To jar their mind versus sitting in front of that screen twenty four seven. Yeah, you know. So um, that's the direction we went, and um, came out pretty good. That's what's up. Yeah, came out pretty good. Pretty good. That's good stuff, you know? man. Yeah, I I rather deal with kids and adults. Mm. You gonna tackle that today, Mel? Like, well, I, rather, <laughs> I, I promise you. I believe the children are the future. <laughs> <laughs> kids, kids gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, adults gonna tell you what you want to hear. So you know, that's it. That's that's. You want to sit down? That's how I feel. Oh, ain't bright, ain't bright. You'll be alright. Um. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, it's his birthday. It's all his day, birthday. all day. I already tell people I already have forty seven of them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing. I already had forty-seven of them, but you know what? What I did want to talk about is um, um, Tuesday night, I, I text you. I went to the city council meeting in Darlington. Ooh, that was kind of different. Yeah, that was kind of different. Like, people, if you don't come to a city council meeting and see what they're gonna try to do with dollars. That's gonna go straight to their neighborhood instead of your neighborhood. Facts, or the fact that you'll see that you think you're playing the game, but you're not even in the game. Don't even understand it. Don't even understand what's going on, and you'll come out and see water in your yard all the time. Yeah, but it's not gonna be in their yard. They're gonna fix their yard. Yeah, but it's never gonna change because you didn't come down to that meeting. Ooh. And I can be, I'm, I'm saying, no, I ain't like, like I've been to everyone though. That was my first time ever going to yeah, one. You yeah. know what I mean? But I saw that night. Um, matter of fact, like 
because I, I know a lot of people. I'm I'm not the youngest cat in the room. Well, I am the youngest cat in the room. I'm not the youngest cat, but a lot of us are. We're no longer. We don't want to be involved in politics because when you hear politics, you hear games, you hear messiness, you just hear a bunch of lies. All you hear is issues. issues. They sell it to us as a problem, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to word this well. Politics can be power. Yeah. If we follow through. So politics ain't going to the poll. I think we got an election coming up in on the 25th. 25th. On the 25th. So we need to be aware of that in Florence. I think this it's the District 31 seat. You need to be aware yeah, of that. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Yeah. It's Jay Jordan uh-huh. or Mike Rickenbach. Yes. On that Republican ticket. But listen, but listen. And we, I'm gonna go back to there, but yeah. I, I that was my first time at the city council meeting, yeah. right? Um, if I'm right, there's seven, seven city, seven city council members on that board. Mm-hmm. Now, five of them were um, white, and two of them were African African American. Okay. Now, African African American, there was two. There were two black ladies, Sheila Bacchus and Miss Reed, and they and I they've been doing a good job trying to hold it down all this time, mm-hmm. but they need some help. Mm. They need some help. Um, Can I ask a question? Please do. Where are they going to get help from? First, we need we need to know that we need help to get help. Mm-hmm. That means them two shouldn't be the only one have to go in the fight for themselves. Right now, they're the only two on the council. But when they look in this, you look in the seats and you don't see nothing, nobody from our community, you know, that it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. Yeah. So that means we got to... We have to learn. We have to do some learning. We're going to have to do some relearning about politics. Absolutely. Like you said, like when they say the word politics, the meaning that come behind it, what you said, nastiness and stuff like that. But they need politics about cleaning up where you live at or a better life where you live at. My thought. No, no I'm, I'm right with you. Um, so I just continue to ask the question like, how do we get it done? And I'm gonna go back to what my man said. What's your name again? Mr. Make It Happen. Mr. Make It Happen. Mr. Make It Happen just said it well. Like, man, we gotta focus on the kids. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I understand, um, like I have a statement, all things are war. Better understood, all things can be war. Politics is power, politics is war. So some battles you've already lost. You just have to cut your losses. Like with some generation, like you like, man, they don't need to mess with the old folks because they Correct. they don't they set in their ways, they're gonna yeah. do what they do. How can we play long game chess and say, all right, but we can prepare these kids can. to right. understand that politics <clears throat> can be power. Politics ain't power, but politics can be power if used well. And you and you have to do that, you know. But the thing is with our race right now. Is that those kids right now? Because mm-hmm. I, I also, my my thing is change begin right now mm-hmm. with kids from fifth grade all the way up to you getting into high school. Absolutely. Okay. So you got that, but those fifth graders into um, ninth grade, they can't come to the city council meeting mm-hmm. and make a change. Absolutely. So we got the the problem was fighting two fights at one time. Absolutely. You got to you got to build these kids, but still you got to try to teach the older people that you know you know you was taught when it was 300 yeah. years old in 68 when 
we couldn't do this, we can do that. <laughs> we can do this for now. Real, so real. you have to come out that mentality of always stepping back, thinking you have to play, you have to take the second seat where you can sit in the first seat. So, and and we talked earlier today about some other things that I find <clears throat> contradictory or that are no longer useful that our culture has taught us. Like we avoid confrontation to older people sometimes because we've been taught that's been that's disrespect. Oh, respect your elders. So, exactly. And sometimes I don't care what you call it. You can call it macaroni and cheese. We need to confront the problem that's at hand. <laughs> you ain't did what you were supposed to do, bruh. Daddy, yeah. you failed me. Mama, you ain't doing what you need to do because I got your grandkids going to be dealing with the decisions you made. So let's talk about that. But yeah. that's considered disrespect. So we got to start tearing down stuff we were taught to actually get to the root of problem. Yeah, but actually you got to go further than that. Now you got to figure taught. out what they have been taught. Mm. You know what I mean? Now a lot of them been taught with, I ain't going to do too much to keep my, my family safe. All day. You know what I mean? I, I so yeah, I, I I seen that. Yeah, yeah. I seen that with my, with my grandmother. I ain't yeah. gonna book because, yeah. but you know what? That. You know what they said, right? How do you control everybody? How do you control the children and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. You go through the black woman all yeah. day. So I seen that. Like, I promise like, you, I did. I seen like, it. So that's and and we're and we're dealing with the a real complex problem as as black people in America. Um, and I get excited about it. Simply because a complex problem means you're going to have to have to have a complex solution. Therefore, if you have the solution for today's problem, you're prepared for the future. So I get excited when we talk about what we have to do from a multi-generational standpoint. I can I say fight on all fronts. You yeah. don't have the time to say, let's focus here, there and everywhere. So when you talk about my schedule, I, I believe in fighting on all fronts. We got to do it all. You don't have the time to say, let's focus here. Yeah. Yeah. We fight on all fronts. We it's gotta be multi-generational. Me and you gotta sit in a room with granddad and the five-year-old kid. We gotta put this thing back together like it was. But I we at this point I don't think we have institutions where we was can it get ever together. together. There was a time when we were progressing. Tell me when. Just tell I mean no, I say me. Tell us when. During segregation. Okay. Because now, we didn't have a choice but to be together. But in segregation now, some people say mm -hmm. we was better without segregation. Yes. What do you think about that? It's 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 multi-pronged. Like if we're I, gonna do the right thing, we was better without segregation. So segregation helped us understand the big picture and to see that power comes in collectivity. And power comes in us being together. One, two, three, four, five fingers. I can slap you not as effective. I can knock five teeth out with this fist though when I ball it up. Segregation allowed us to be powerful because we were together. So you saw the Black Wall Street. The Black Wall Street gets overplayed because it was pockets of black people that were rocking, including in Florence and Darlington and Wilmington, North Carolina. Everywhere black people were, it was a pristine, great community because we, we know how to rock. We just have to rock together. Other communities understand that. So you see the little Chinas, the little Italys and everything, because they understand we have no power separate. We have power collectively. So we don't understand that yeah. today, and we got to get it back. Because that's the hardest thing to do is get a whole bunch of black people together mm -hmm. to get on the same, the, same, um, the same game plan. But you know what that I learned the other day is that, like in Darlington, right, 67% of Darlington is African-American. Mm -hmm. So there ain't no way we shouldn't have every seat 
and be able to handle our own problems. Or at least 67% of them. Or 67% of them. At least 70% of the seats should be. That shot me. Should look like you. Yeah. So that means we got to stop. If we're going to run, we got to run together. We got to stop running against each other. Absolutely. Because when you run against each other, what do you do? It don't make sense. Split the vote. It don't make sense. It's stupid. So when you move strategic, you be like, well, He's going to run this district. He's going to run that district. He's going to run that district. Absolutely. That's how you do it. But but it takes us getting together and understand. So when we look at, when and, we look at the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Man, you go did. ahead. You good. Now, you got to jump in here because you don't know me. Mel knows me. I can, I can talk you go, for 30 man. minutes I'll, by myself. Hey, handle your business, but, man. This, but, hey, this is my first rodeo. Hey, but no, man, when we look at power, Mel, we've been taught against power. We, we've literally been, it, we've been taught to not want power because we were taught power comes from another source but ourselves. That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. <laughs> but we yeah. were taught power is outside of us when I'm saying power is us. Yeah. They get, I, I'll take the power. But take the power and make change with it. Yeah. Now you don't, start. Take, don't take the power and just try to um, manipulate other people yeah. like we have manipulated 400 years. Absolutely. You know, take the power and make some change. But a lot of people think, I don't know why they told black people power yeah. is evil. Because they don't want you to have it. You know bro. what I mean? Walk so, away from it. They you don't, don't want, want it. Or you don't want that headache. Yeah. Too much work. Yeah. I told somebody the other day who was talking, he was he was in his field for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. He was good at his field. Yeah. I said, man, go get your own. He said, nah, I don't want that headache. It, that, that's how it was sold to us, brother. Like, we, we were literally... So, in the family I grew up with, I was taught against education. Gotcha. Because I, my, I, was, I grew up in a super religious, super strict whatever it is i was taught against education i was taught against um anything that's progressive i was taught against everything that is power so our institutions have have created soft mush mouth like just this is no good for like we're powerless people and we think our power is going to come from like i said i don't want to bring religion into it we think our power is going to come from outside of ourselves and i can assure you all y'all brothers sitting here understand the only reason we got power any influence at all is because we do what we do every day you know it doesn't come from anywhere else so when our community understands that it ain't no sage you gonna burn it ain't no voodoo does it ain't no incantation it ain't no special prayer whatever when we understand what's that <laughs> you could have said that in the mic. <laughs> you say give it to God. <laughs> when when we when we understand that ain't no outside force coming to rescue us, oh. we all we got. Man, but but some of us feel that we are rescued. Yeah. We already rescued. Just because you move away from the hood and you moved in the nice house, you feel that you are rescued. Absolutely. Then now the thing is you feel that you are oh, I ain't going back there. But if you're going to if you ain't going to go back there, go back there how you ever gonna make a change hey it, it, it's a part of it's a part of the process we have um and, and you know me everybody's like man you you always heavy but i don't have time to waste we gonna talk we gonna talk real talk at every time every turn every time every time. even when we small talk even, it's real. it ain't no such thing as small talk <laughs> when we in our predicament because again i see my my situation ain't different from nobody so when i say okay my family we do okay we do that doesn't mean nothing if my brother ain't the majority of us ain't winning. I ain't winning. Man, people ain't, ain't gonna winning. understand that, man. I don't. I know that, but that's what power looks like. 
when I understand that power is collective. Man, you I got a Benz, man. If you ain't good, I got a Benz, man. I'm good. You good? <laughs> but no, we see what good, I'm saying. Yeah, I get yeah, you. But you got a moped. You know what I'm saying? All day, and yeah. won't even, you won't even give me a ride. And it, it was snow. It was snow on the ground last night, and you in the Benz with the heat on, heated seats, all that. So, man, we, it's it, man, we in something. I don't even know how we got here. What was the question? We talking about city counts. We talking about power. We got here on the boat, man. Yeah, some of us made it, and some of us <laughs> didn't, man. We talking. You know, about some of us council. died. Some some of us died on the way. That's what we got here. Yeah, I saw, and this is this is not to talk about nobody or nothing like that, but um, I saw. A girl and I knew the I knew the, the young lady. She was um she had opened a business, right? And um she was talking about the people that came to her, you know, when you open the business, that there there's gonna be people that um try to finesse you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Try to get over on you and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, they wanted to rent her spot, but she had a set rate. But she was like, um, they kept coming to her and, and they wanted to pay this and pay that. And I, it's a sister, man. But They want said, the discount. Yeah, but she, it was a sister. And she said that all the people that came to her and tried to do that was a black man, was a black man, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, no, nah, you, you can't just blame that on black men. Okay. Because it's part of a business. Yeah. And people are always going to try to get what they want to go with their budget. Trying to negotiate. Right? But then I'm and, and she didn't mean nothing about it. But then she said they showed when she was saying that she said they showed don't make them like they used to referring to her father. Right. Oh, wow. So in my mind, I'm thinking like. It's good that they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, some some people like they thought that like we was talking earlier, a man's job was to go home, mm-hmm. go to work, bring the stuff home. Yeah. And that's all he had to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, he don't have to have no really, no interaction with the kids or anything. Just bring them, bring the money home, pay the bills and all that. Yeah. That's boring. Mm-hmm. You got to step out of that. Yeah, but I get, I get the sister's point. Though. And but if okay, one more Kinda. thing. If <laughs> if I bring the thing is, if the man have to bring home all the money, mm-hmm. what control do you have? Ooh. Yeah, you you get deep. so because back then that's when, you know, they listen to the they listen to you um the 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 lady listened to the man. She did. Yeah, I ain't saying nothing. He gonna get me in trouble. I'm too young for no. this. <laughs> but we seen that. Yeah, I mean, and then so you couldn't say nothing when he went out on the weekend. Yeah, and then and, and then come back home because you she gave him too ha- much she, power. She didn't have an exit route. No, but but that was based on the time and the dynamic, and that sounds crazy because then we can justify all kind of craziness based off time and what was right then and what was legal then. Slavery, hell, slavery was legal, right? So we can't justify that. But that was based on the the dynamic we were in. Was it right? I don't think so. But at the same time, when you forfeit your power, somebody's gonna take it all the time. So that that's all I'm saying. Like. Somebody's going to be in power. My question to everyone is why not you? Because somebody's going to run you. Somebody's going to be in control. Somebody's got to make a decision. If you forfeit that opportunity, which is why we talk about voting, voting is a part of the decision, not the whole political process, but you have to be in position to make those decisions. Those women forfeited that right for one reason or other, or it was taken away. Let me change that because uh, they'll be saying I'm, I'm sounding like um, a 
Tom Scott or Tim Scott or something like that. <laughs> they didn't forfeit it, but times yielded that they didn't have that type of power. There was no workplace for them to go to. So they had, they submitted in so many cases to those type of circumstances. Yeah. So it's not necessarily what they wanted to do, but just like slavery was impressed upon us, it's mm-hmm. what they had to do. And if you got six kids, those women made decisions for survival. And we've been in survival mode so long as black people, we don't even know how to kick into the next gear of thriving, but that time is here right now. So I really feel like we're going to kick it in. I feel as soon as we get together. Yeah. Only, I don't know if I gave up hope of us getting together because uh-huh. it seemed like every time, okay, check this out. That city council meeting, that's going to be February 8th, right? Absolutely. I can tell 50 people right now, mm-hmm. 12 might show up. Yeah. Cowboys play on Sunday. No, no, I'm showing up. Three million people will be, three million black people will be watching that game. Absolutely. So you read you rather see what's up in Wiley World than see what's up in your own community. Yeah. Oh man. That's deep. The, the fact of the matter is we've been taught not to work. So like we can <laughs> we've been taught to be afraid of work. So <laughs> everything you're talking about is sacrifice. We so so any group so you look at any whatever is immigrant group or whatever there's going to be a generation or two that sacrifices everything for the betterment of the next few generations what you talk about that individualism we won't sacrifice our time so going to a city council meeting is sacrificing time ask me how how much tv i've watched in the last month you didn't binge watch everything i ain't seen nothing i was talking about you talking about you as a person me individually yeah. yeah Ain't got time for that. Man, but you know, TV's the blank channel. Yeah, but but it's and it's procrastination for doing what you gotta do. Right. Get a book. We we want to be conscious and woke, but it's literally called programming. Yeah. Are you watching the program? So they telling you what to think, what and, to believe. And they call it that. It's literally <laughs> see, this is how they get their kicks and giggles. They tell you what they're gonna do. And then you be like, all right, I'm good because <laughs> we don't we don't spend that time even picking it apart and thinking. Nobody care about no football. Like these cats make crazy money to do what they do. And we got, like you said, we got kids that don't even have. You're right. This the country we live in. But they understand if we dish, if we give them food and games, it's almost a Roman, it was a Roman thing. If we give them food, game, and sport. It's gonna keep their mind off everything. We'll else. keep we'll, it'll keep their mind off. We robbing them blind every day, and they're locked into a system that they can't control. This country understands it well because we have an opportunity to actually be a democracy. We're not that yet. We have an opportunity to. We can be that. The door is open for to be a democracy, but they understand if I distract enough people, I can still manipulate the quote unquote democracy and take their power away. And do that all day, all that's, day. That's why you're watching the Cowboys. Yeah. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones got more power than 150,000 voters. Man, Jerry Jones told people don't kneel, <laughs> told fans don't kneel. Absolutely, told fans don't kneel, so, man. So, so you better not kneel if you're a Cowboy fan. Absolutely. He did not actually say that, but in so many words, basically. So they they control the narrative because they control the programming of the people. You know the crazy thing. You know how they got us, and yeah, I'm about to catch it right now. Mm-hmm. I knew they had to get Trump up out of there. We voted for Joe. Yeah. We voted for Joe, right? Mm-hmm. 
Have you seen the George Floyd act yet? The, po- the police, did that go through? It ain't happening. It's not going to happen. No, no. Check this out. Um, them student loans, did that go through? Not even close. Um, I, I was talking, if you don't mind me, because I've been, I've been running it up Let's right rock. now, bro. Let's rock, man. Um, my, my, I was talking to my, one of my boys yesterday um, who's deep into politics. He spent most of his adult life in politics. And and I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I told him, bro, you see politics, they see power. So whether we look at Democrat or Republican, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. At the end of the day, it's who controls the money, who's in power. So Democrat or Republican, Joe Biden understand, all right, so I can't do none of this stuff I said because I said it because I needed the votes. Yeah. But I really had no intention of doing it because I need to be in a seat of power, which is presidency. So I'll lie to you to obtain power. Many people, like definitely our people, African-Americans, when we say we Democrat or Republican, we should actually be voting in blocks. Where is our interest? So whether it's a Republican, if he's talking, if I feel like I can call him and get more out of him than this Democrat, I should vote Republican on this part, whether it's a Senate seat and or uh, another seat. I, I should. I should I should go ahead and do what I need to do on that note. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like choose what is in your best interest, not based on a party stance. You know. So it's, it's tough. So twenty fifth, they got a they got an election in Florence is Jay Jordan versus Mike Rickenbach. Yeah. Okay. Mike is. African American and mm-hmm. he's voting Republic. I mean, he's running Republic. Yeah, which ain't, ain't ain't nothing wrong with that. But we're gonna look at that as a um, we're gonna a look Republican. at that as a, a he's a Republican. Most, so most black gonna, people are Democrats, exactly. But they're gonna we're gonna take um, Republican and because now when we think of Republican, we think of Donald Trump, absolutely, and everything that party does wrong. Mm-hmm. Which we 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 say Republican. It's a dog whistle for racist. It's a dog whistle for sometimes white supremacy. True. It's a dog whistle for back the badge. It it's is. It's a dog whistle for back the blue. It is. It's a dog whistle for uh, no abortion. Like like we have to look into these things. Um, but what I always coach people on is vote for the best individual. Vote for the best man or woman who's running for the seat. Because at the end of the day, it's politics for some people. But what we're missing right now is, like you talked about, the whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, we don't have good people running for seats. So we, quote unquote, say we're voting for the lesser of two evil. Why not? Let's vote for the best man. When is a good man going to run for the seat? You know? So that's what I think we got to prepare the next generation for. For the good man that's going to sit let's, in the let's seat. Let's prepare some good people that's going to be ready to sit in the seat. So you scratching your head like, ooh, both of them, these options, good. Not both of these options are trash as hell, but both these options are good. Mm. When we going to get to that day, both these options are good, Mel. Mel and Chris running for the seats over here in Darlington. Yeah. Man, I knew Mel longer. That's just why I got to vote for him. <laughs> and I can bow out gracefully because you, I was like, you know what? Mel's going to do a great job. We actually saw that here in Florence with the um, sheriff's seat. Yeah. You know what? Two great men ran for the seat and a great man won. 
Yeah. Oh, that's where I think we're nearing that point, but there's some resistance from people who don't want good people to win the seat. They want to see status quo as is, um, and we see no progress. But um, we're coming up on the time if we continue to do the work. You continue to show up to those city council meetings, bring somebody with you. I ain't going to invite nobody. Hey, we riding together. We're going we gonna to meet up at Applebee's before we go. I don't think we got an Applebee's right here. But we're going to meet up there, and you riding with me. Yeah. We're going to make it contagious. We're going to make it an environment. After we leave, we're going to grab a drink. We're going to talk about how we get more people in the community involved. We're going to talk about how we hold our pastors accountable, our teachers accountable, all, all these people who want to be leaders. Because mm-hmm. the pastor getting your money and he ain't doing nothing really for you except for selling you pie, literally pie in the sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so make him show up to the city council meeting. Why you, you ain't running? You you this great man who sees from a higher power. Why you ain't got no answers for us and running for office? Somebody needs to start asking the question and holding these folks accountable, bro. But I'm going to get in a lot of trouble <laughs> for saying what I just said. But yeah, it's all ahead. facts. Go ahead. But call call this wishful thinking, right? So I was sitting in there um, in the city council meeting, like like I said, Sheila Sheila Backus. She spoke with passion. Mm-hmm. Elaine Reed. They was talking and talking, but they just needed more help. Yeah, and I'm looking at the city manager, and I'm looking at the mayor, mm-hmm. and the city manager. This is my thought. It's just for me, there's there's stuff that has to be fixed in the town. Yeah. And there's some money that's going to have to go to certain places. Yeah. But what I'm saying is don't forget about the other side of the town. The side where the, what, 67% lives? 67%. So the 67% is being forgotten. They're going to want to try to, they try to. Mm -hmm. And I could... I could be wrong. I'm just telling you what I saw. Um, they tried to. Glory, Miss Glory, you still on here? They tried to. Yeah. And they would have got it off that night. But more black men came than ever. Wow. So you saw more black faces in the crowd. Oh, I'm excited. Now about some black, the black men that got up and spoke. Yeah. They spoke very well. Yeah. So now you didn't know that there's no dummies out here. Absolutely. So now you're going to have to do the right thing. Yeah, I got chills. So now instead of saying where you're going to spend that money at tonight, you can't spend that money. You can't say that to February 8th. Absolutely. And that's when the whole city need to be there. Absolutely. I don't care if they tell you this is how they did now. Now, earlier that day, there were 65 people came for court mm-hmm. sitting in the um in the room, right? Yeah. But when it was time for the city council, because it was like open discussion. Now it's COVID. Mm. So now one can sit here, one can sit there, one can sit there. So that eliminates the people that can come. You got to minimize the numbers. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, So we just need a force to be in there. So, so it gets heavy, but the fact that you said that many people, um, showed up again um, we gotta we gotta create that consistency so those men who showed up like we gotta like okay if my son doesn't have football practice basketball practice today 
You mean right if if he's old enough, if he's graduated college, if I got a neighbor, if I got a best friend who we we hang out all the time, I need to bring him with me and we need to make this one of our hangout spots. This needs to now be one of our hangout spots. Yo, yeah. we doing everything else we going to do. We going to get together on Sunday for the Cowboy game, but but this February 8th meeting like if we boys, like I'm passionate about this. We we deal with too many people who really don't rock with us on the same level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if I'm passionate about something and you ain't passionate about it, we can deal, but we can't really rock too heavy. Because if I'm passionate about business, politics, and everything else, education and all that, and you going another way, we eventually gonna part ways. So we need to create uncomfortable environments, confrontational environments to say, hey, you you live in this city. I don't want to hear you complain about the water in your yard like you said. You need to voice that in the next meeting. Don't yeah. talk to me. I can't make a change immediately. But the people that can make a change need to see your face and need to hear from you. So don't complain to me. That's what I'm telling people now. Don't talk to me. I can't do nothing. But we got city council members, their names, numbers, office numbers and stuff right on the website. You should be calling them when they voicemail can't hold no more at 150 and people complaining where they can hear it. And they come into the meeting, 15 people telling you your district's horrible. Then we start seeing change. But other than that, talk, complaining the mail, that's putting too much on mail, folks. Y'all show up on February 8th, man. Give the man some support. <laughs> he wants to see the city thrive. <laughs> but check this out. I'm going to tell you one more thing, right? They built a $20 million, $20 million school in the, in the hood. In Darlington? Yeah. 20 mil? Elementary. I knew y'all had that kind of money. So, what, so what's, what is that for? Mm. I mean, they're going to build that. Okay, $20 million came elementary right here go up the street um dixie just built a million dollar building yeah now they sent out 225 letters telling people that your house is historical or something like that yeah so you need to cut the grass and you need to keep it up or if you if you does nobody live there but you just own it if you don't cut the grass and stuff like that we're gonna find you anywhere from two hundred to three hundred to three thousand dollars. Right, Miss Gloria. If I'm if I'm wrong, tell me. So whoa, a person. A lot of these houses, they they moved. It was yeah. their mother's house. They moved. They moved to New York, or they moved up. We went somewhere. So now, it'd be oh, let me get this out of my head. Yeah. This it'd be easier for me to sell, but since I'm gone, I'm not seeing this house every day. Yeah, I devalue it really. It's devalue with me. Absolutely. So I sold it cheap. Yeah. So now remember that neighborhood. I'm telling you now, twenty million dollar school, million dollar project up there, abandoned houses and all that. If I go ahead and hit this abandoned house right here mm-hmm. with a thousand dollar bill, they can't afford it. They can't afford to do that. Absolutely. So well, sorry. I'll buy it from you four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So now we just came in and shut that whole side down because you don't spend that much money on a a school if you're not going to build around it. So they they've already got the ten year and twenty year plan, whether it's on paper or not. <laughs> Some folks already talking about it. So they're about to do a massive land grab or their attempt at it. Yeah, uh, we've seen it in New Orleans when they when all the conspiracy around them exploding the levees. We've um, heard rumors about it in many city, cities that talk about gentrification 
Like, there's so many ways to manipulate the buyout of cheap land mm -hmm. because you know the land is worth more than that, much less the house and the land. So we find you, you can't pay it, then we grab it up in a tax grab um, because we understand the squeeze that the economy's put on everybody. Most people don't have access to four grand they can put their hands on, three grand they can put their hands on. So it's a cheap land grab. One more thing in Darlington last year, Darlington, South Carolina last year. I hope my numbers is right. Miss Gloria, um, let me know if my numbers is wrong. Because she, Gloria, she used to be the mayor of Darlington. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got to meet her. Yeah, she used to be the mayor of Darlington. So the water bill went up 40% in the middle of a pandemic that raised the water bill. Whoa. What was the reasoning behind that? I'm, I'm super curious why water goes up 40%. Like, because they said, they said it wasn't raised in a decade. You had wow. a, a new city manager. This is what came out of his mouth. Yeah. So there was a lady right there, Miss Lathan. Miss Lathan spoke very well, man. Mm -hmm. um, she said, with the late fees, now if if you go up 40%, if you're already on a budget and <laughs> yeah. you go up 40%, yeah. that means you're gonna be late making the payments or you're gonna get turned off. So now you gotta fine for late fees and you gotta fine for turn off. Yeah, turning turning your word off. The fine for a year in Darlington for late fees, for getting your water hooked back up, they made $168,000. I can believe it. Like somebody crunched those numbers. Like, like you got to understand, like we all have to understand, like the data's already there. So when decisions are made like this, they already crunched the numbers. They saw how many people was late before the pandemic. So you put that late fee in there, you can already pretty much calculate based on averages. Oh, we can make a quarter million dollars. And you raise it. Oh, absolutely. So we you raise it first because we got to pay for something. So whatever that next game plan is. So if we want to develop this land grab we're about to do. So everything makes sense to what you're saying. So until um, the 67% understand that this is What's going to happen? This is war. Yeah. Like War is taking land and resources. Yeah. They just raise your water bill, taking your resources. They just tax you, taking your land. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go deep. If you go all the way back. <laughs> Let's go. They took you from your land and took you to Absolutely. another land. Absolutely. With no resources. Yeah. And let you go mm -hmm. and said they was going to give you With 40 acres. With no you resources. You ain't never got that. With, no, With resources. no resources. No land, no resources, you will be an impoverished people. So now I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your land. Absolutely. Or I'm gonna take where you've been renting that for 30 years. Yeah. I'm gonna take that from you. you but you're thinking it's yours, but it's not yours. Never. It's it's not yours. You miss a few tax notes. I don't care if my grandma them kept it for 50 years. Until you do, uh, if you don't upkeep that, um, the possibility is always losing it. I'm um, not against taxation and all of that because I understand taxes keep up what we have. Yeah. But understanding that fairness has to be a part of that process. Um, but fairness is a part of the process, but I don't want to eliminate the accountability we have to have as African-Americans and understanding understanding the game like yeah. we, we don't work as hard as we do and i'm gonna give you credit i love work i love seeing you in here because you always grind you always working you understand what we're facing and i say we have to understand we're fighting on all fronts yeah we we don't get time off um we don't win this by saying they should do better no we need to 
use our opportunity to vote, not only vote, but put those politicians in place or encourage those people to run who we figure will do the right thing. Until we get that, we're fighting from behind enemy lines saying, how can we try and make these people that don't have good intentions for us feel bad about us and make good decisions? It's fighting from the wrong end. You're fighting from off your back. Don't make sense. So until we wise up, we will expend so much energy from always fighting on our back until we never go from um, we never go from. trying to strive to survive to actually thriving and we got to get to that thriving place that thriving mentality to say man we got to stop being on the defensive because you you watch football if you're on defense too long somebody gonna score on you eventually and we've been yeah. on the defense for what the last 300 plus years 500 years depends on who's doing the calculation so until we take it serious um yeah we're gonna be here so i understand what you're saying sometimes you lose hope but Hey, for for the sake of generations to come, I'm just letting you know, um, letting everybody know who's with me and who's behind me. Like when you take it serious, we can we can play it. Not only can we play the game, we've proven with the Black Wall Streets and these thriving Darlingtons and stuff. Sixty seven percent of the people made that a thriving place when it thrived. Yeah, Florence thrived when we th- when Black people thrive, the city's gonna thrive. So to move Florence forward, our challenge, our and to move Darlington forward, our challenge is to once again put people in position and actually take um our survival seriously and not just surviving but we have to do enough work to go from surviving to thriving and that's not easy it's going to be difficult but it's worth it for for the next generation so i'm gonna close out with that i mean i'm holding y'all up like what is ain't nothing but real talk we just had with christopher mccray i just want to um February 8th. Yes. If you're from Darlington, 400 Pearl Street. Be there at 5 o'clock. If you you want your kids to, if your kids stay here in Darlington and and you want them the same thing to keep on going on, don't come. Yeah. But if you, you got any heart of maybe if your kids stayed here or most people, kids, they want to leave Darlington because there's nothing there. But it's Ooh. continue to be nothing there if you ain't there. February 8th, yeah. 400 Pearl Street, man. February 8th, be there. Because we will be there. Yes, sir. Bring your cameras. Bring your cameras. They got their cameras in there. Record yeah, it. Absolutely. Facebook Live. Yeah. But no Facebook Live playing. Facebook Live for real now. Absolutely. All right. We out, man. Yep.